welcome to Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast, a part of the DynastySportsEmpire.com podcast network. Dare I say, the flagship podcast of the Dynasty Sports Empire podcast network. We bring you the latest in sports and fantasy sports with, shall we say, a lighter approach to what most people consider a very serious undertaking. On the show today, episode 47. MLB hot stove has got a little bit of a simmer on, got a little stew going. Uh, NFL gets even crazier, if that was even possible. Another 60% of survivors down uh, in in week 10. Uh, The U.S. men's national team has a huge win against Mexico, another dose uh, zero, and then a letdown tie versus Jamaica, which seems par for the course lately. Oklahoma upset um, by Baylor in college football, which shakes up the college football playoffs a bit, not at the top four, but a little bit further down. Um, and we talk about NFL big questions after week 10 and looking ahead to week 11. So we've got a lot to do. So email us at dscthepodcast at gmail.com, at dscpodcast on Twitter, dscthepodcast on Instagram. Rate and review us five stars on Apple Podcasts to help other people find us. If you give us a five-star review, we will read it on the pod with your name. All right. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Roman, alongside me tonight. And every night is a guy who always plays for a tie on the road, Tim Reinhardt. Welcome, Tim. Uh yeah, you got to play for the tie on the road. You can't. Why? Why would you ever play for the dub? Yeah, I mean, why risk it? You know, just get that one point when you know three would be even better. But you know what? You're down in Jamaica, Kingston. You know, there's a lot of nightlife. You're partying it up. Sometimes you just got to get the one point and get out of there. You know? Yeah. Now, so how does that? How obviously that that's that's a game that you want you want the national team to win. Uh, how does that impact? Uh, the you know the overall chances here. Well, the the win against Mexico was a obviously a big a big boon to that. Um, so I mean, it's still one point. I, I'm not I'm not really that worried about it. I think um, I, I, there's a bunch of games still going on right now. Actually, um, Mexico is playing in Canada. They're playing in Edmonton um, at ten o'clock at night. Uh, so somehow Canada found a way to find the farthest North, uh, soccer field (laughs) that they could possibly find. Um, and so, uh, I I don't know if they're going to uh, get a result out of that, but Canada has been playing well. So, you know, I think teams flex their home field advantage in different ways. And that's, you know, why we talk about qualifying being very difficult, um, on the road. So some, some play on really terrible pitches, some, pitches being soccer fields um some play on um you know as far north as they can get some places play um where they have a home field advantage like the u.s has a as a home field advantage playing in mexico in columbus or cincinnati um so u.s right now is uh, a top of the the table so to speak um but they've played one more game than mexico so if mexico gets a tie they'll be even mexico wins they'll be ahead uh, if Canada wins, they'll be ahead. So maybe rooting for a tie here between Mexico and Canada. And um, and what is it in terms of is it top four that makes it? Uh, you're gonna you're gonna quiz me here, and I'm not gonna know this. Um, but it is the top three that go through automatically. Okay. And is and is the fourth one that gets entered into some sort of uh, crazy octopus legged playoff between. Uh, like the third qualifier and the fourth qualifier in other areas. And okay. so um, there's a, there's another convoluted playoff. So you, you want to avoid that at all costs. <laughs> okay. Well, not at all costs. You'd take it rather than being in fifth, but 
um, you want to be in the in the one of the automatic qualifying spots. And looking at it, U.S., Canada, and Mexico look like the most likely to do that. So as long as those three kind of all have a, a handshake agreement to uh, to work together to get through, I think they'll all get ah, through. A little uh, uh, collusion, cartel, so to speak. Yeah, a yeah. cartel of collusion. Yeah, it, okay. would, it would be more like a cartel. Um, but uh, so they are all um, in the top three right now. So uh, I think uh, that has a good chance of going forward. So I'm not super worried, but, you know, it, it is one of those things that, these things can change very, very quickly. So, um, and and am I re- reading this right? There's only eight teams in this. Yeah, so it's kind of like a yeah. They used to play six, and they called it a hexagonal. Now it is a eight, so what a octagonal. Um, so you play each team two times: once road and home, and whoever has the most points out of that, um, and you know, goes to World Cup top three, okay. um, and the fourth one goes in the playoffs. So that. They have played eight, so you'd play. There's eight teams. You'd play seven. You got fourteen, so they're over halfway done. Um, okay. So first place after halfway, one of those games being against Mexico, um, pretty good, doing okay. So yeah, we'll um, take that. Yeah, we'll definitely take that. Rooting for a tie up in the in snowy Edmonton uh, with Mexico and Canada. All right, so um, let's jump right to the NFL, and we can come back to our other things uh, at the end. Yeah. Here. Um, so what I wanted to do, and I texted you about this earlier was it's been kind of crazy in the NFL. Obviously, um, I mentioned at the top, like 60% of survivors have gone out. I was looking at, um, and I lost it, but, um, the survivor that I was in started with like, uh, 16,000 and there's 200 left. Um, so, uh, just the last two weeks wiped out, you know, most of that. Um, and so I am really, you know, with all these top teams getting knocked off, Tampa Bay got knocked off, Buffalo got knocked off, all of these different teams. Um, I wanted to talk about, you know, who's at the top of the NFL um, with you, Tim. So um, yeah, there's, there's a couple of big questions um, that, that I had. And, you know, you can kind of see this uncertainty in the betting markets as well. But who do you think... And, and this may be a different answer, um, but who do you think is the best team and who do you think is most likely to win the Super Bowl at this point? Oh, man. Those are... Hard, hard. That, that, like, this this is a lot harder than to talk about than it was, say, two weeks ago. Um, sure. Okay. I, I will give... Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give the Cowboys a pass for that ugly, um, that ugly loss that they had uh, two weeks ago and choose to believe that, you know, that's, that's the Sean McVay line. I'm choosing to believe that. <laughs> so I'm choosing to believe that the Dallas Cowboys uh, had an anomaly that week and are, uh, are back on track. Uh, they played just tremendous football in control the whole way um, last week, and I, I happened to watch most of that game. So I'm going to say either the Cowboys or the Green Bay Packers are going to come out of the NFC. What do you think about that? So yeah, just looking at the NFC, um, Cowboys at seven two, Cardinals at uh, eight and two, Packers at eight and two. Um, those are kind of your top tier 
uh, of each division. And obviously the Buccaneers are at, are at six and three, um, you know, just up on their division by one game. They have one more win than the Panthers at this rate, uh, at this point. So um, they are, you know, as dominant as they've seen, they, they slipped up two weeks in a row with their buy in between. So um, that obviously is not helping them. Um, the one thing I, th- I think about when I, when I think about winning the Super Bowl um, is getting that buy with only one team getting a buy. I, I find it very important. Obviously it didn't matter last year, but yeah. um, you know, I think getting that buy is going to be pretty, uh, pretty much a big deal, um, especially for a team um, like the Cowboys, who's, you know, you're protecting some players coming off of injury like Zeke Elliott and, um, and uh, Dak Prescott. Right. Um, or like uh, the Packers who will then have a pretty big home field advantage um, after that point. Um, or even the Cardinals who, who want Kyler Murray to get back to full health. So um, unless they forget the Rams, I guess that also have seven wins. Um, they, they do, but boy, has there been a team that has looked more incompetent the last two weeks yeah. than them? Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's hard for me to believe in the Rams with a couple of stinkers that they've, they've thrown up there. The Packers seem, um, they're deep. I don't know. I, I want to look at DVOA to see what their, their, uh, the Packers defense is. Um, because I feel like they've been, they've been really, really good. Um, but you know, obviously they went that one week without Aaron Rodgers and they struggled. Um, Aaron Rodgers being back, they, they handled Seattle like I, I did not think that they would. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think in the end, just speaking about the NFC, um, I'm probably going to go with, um, I'm probably going to go with the Packers um, leaning that way. I think they have a better home field advantage. And um, obviously the Buccaneers are not afraid of going through, you know, three away games to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so that's why I kind of divided up, you know, most likely to win the Super Bowl and the best team there. Um, so that's just the NFC. I mean, obviously a lot going on yeah. there. W- let's let's switch over to the AFC. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, what do you think over there? Obviously, uh, the Titans are are in the catbird seat by two games at eight and two over anybody else in the right. AFC. So, and, and one of the things that's kind of interesting about that is, I mean, look, don't don't look now, but Bill Bill Belichick has strung together a couple of real nice games, and that defense is playing really well. Um, I think what's interesting about the, uh, um, the Titans is that they seem like they are maybe the best equipped team, uh, either them or Kansas city to handle, um, a surging new England Patriots. Um, I don't, I don't know that the Patriots are gonna, you know, they might go, you know, they could lose tomorrow on a short week, uh, or I'm sorry, on, on Thursday on a, sh- on a short week. Uh, but you know, just when you think one, I guess, just when you think one team is about to kind of step forward, they take a step back and then a new, another team kind of emerges out of nowhere. So like, uh, we thought for a while, the Bengals were going to take a step forward. Then the Ravens were, and then, uh, you know, the Colts looked good for a couple of games. Uh, the chargers, the, the Raiders, it's just been this sort of Jekyll and Hyde uh, show in the AFC. And I think when it comes down to it, um, boy, if Kansas City can uh, 
can play the way they did uh, on Sunday night, that's going to be a pretty a pretty lethal team. Maybe they've figured a couple things out um, in terms of making adjustments to how team defenses were playing them. I like I, I they they could be a team that that's on the rise. The Titans seem to have not lost a step when Derrick Henry Henry went down. I'm not so sure about the Buffalo Bills anymore. Like to see them uh, do it, you know, uh, get back into the win column a couple more times here. Uh, so if you had, if if you're asking me who the best team is right now, I'm going to say the Tennessee Titans. If you're asking me who do I think is most likely to make the Super Bowl, uh, I'm going to say either the Titans or the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right there not to count out the Chiefs. Um, they are, you know, kind of took a dip early in the season and and people counted them out. Um, and they could certainly have their best football in front of them. Um, you know, the Bills are are number one in DVOA, um, according to Football Outsiders. Um, but the one thing that I think about with the Bills is who has a, who have the Bills beat, right? Um, the Bills Mike have White, won. Mike White for one. Yeah, so they beat the they beat the Dolphins, right? They beat the Dolphins. They beat the Washington football team, yeah. which is actually looking slightly better now. Um, they beat the Texans. Uh, they beat the Chiefs, which was a, a signature win for them at the time, but probably a, one of the low points for the Chiefs um, as how well they were playing. Right. Um, they they beat the Dolphins again, and, and that was uh, the, the, don't let that score fool you. Uh, that game was was pretty tight up until the last two minutes. Right. Right. Yep. And and they, they beat the jets. So Mike white. Um, so, you know, their big wins are, are dolphins, dolphins, bills, jets. Right. So obviously they are in the AFC East, so they have to play who's in front of them, but uh, you know, they, they lost to the Titans, right. They lost to the Steelers and they lost to Jaguars. So, um, there, there's a lot for me to, to believe in the Buffalo bills, even though they're currently on top of the, AFC East, but they have two games against the Patriots. And so uh, we're going to see a lot uh, between both of those teams, right? In those games. And uh, I would be, you know, if you made the line a pick them, I would be, I would be betting all over the Patriots uh, to win both of those games, regardless of where it is. Um, So, so that one will kind of shake out. I don't think either of those teams will be considered the best team. Um, I, every year, I don't count out the Patriots until they it's all zeros on the clock in the playoffs and they are no longer in it. Right. Um, so I'm definitely not counting them out. And, and this is the, the Titans I come back to as well because um, they seem to always have the recipe to beat the Patriots. Right. Um, they always had the recipe to beat Tom Brady when he was on the Patriots. So if they face Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, um, I would, I would be interested to see what they would do there. Um, they have a big lead on getting that number one seed and resting, and then they could maybe get Derrick Henry back for the playoffs. Um, you know, uh, I, I think the Titans right now are are looking at when I look at the odds um, are surprisingly eleven to one right now. They are the uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth eighth rated uh, team uh, with Super Bowl odds. Really uh, to win it. Yeah, uh, at least according to this uh, one I went to. So they are they are the ele- the eighth um, highest team up there. Uh, Bills Bills at the top. Um, so that that one I find quite interesting because I think they have a, a formula to win in the cold in the playoffs, and they've proven 
um, beating a bunch of big teams like, you know, who has Buffalo beat, you know, is always the, is the question that I ask. But if you look at who the Titans have beat, um, they have, let me scroll up to make sure that I'm, I'm, so they lost to the Cardinals obviously in week one, but Mm -hmm. they beat the Seahawks uh, in overtime. They beat the Colts, right? Um, they beat the bills, they beat the chiefs, they beat the Colts again, and then they just embarrassed the Rams and then beat the saints who have, you know, a pretty good team as well. Um, so all of their wins are, you know, unless you count the Jaguars, um, and they lost to the jets, but (laughs) that was a fluky game where they didn't have either one of their top wide receivers. Yeah. So, you know, I think if you look at their, uh, wins and losses, it's going to tilt towards, you know, having quality wins. Obviously this is not the college football playoff, but, um, the Titans have played a much tougher schedule. It, it gets a little bit easier for them going forward with the Jaguars and the Texans and the Dolphins. Um, and uh, big game on the 28th against the Patriots as well, looming. So yeah, I believe be- that, uh, um, that's, yeah, that's two weeks from now. Yeah, Sunday so, after Thanksgiving. So Sunday that should be Thanksgiving. Should be a excellent one. one for the weekend. So I don't know. Did did I answer the question? Did you answer the question? Is there? I, I, I think we just pretty much yeah. said the AFC is a muddled mess. Um, yeah, AFC is definitely a muddled mess. I, I think the the NFC kind of has a cream of the crop, um, but who is the best of that cream of the crop? I have no idea. Um, and the, the answer, the yeah. best team in football right now is either to me is either the Cowboys or the Packers. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. The Cowboys, to me, I think have the offense that is like just the potential for the most explosive offense, and that that gives them a huge advantage, um, right, against other teams. And, um, and if we're talking about like, sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, th- if we're talking about losses, so Dallas lost on the road in the first game of the year against Tampa Bay uh, by two points a game they could have easily won. Um, and then they lost to the Broncos on a fluky uh, fluky game where Dak Prescott like pretty much didn't practice and came back. So like they've, they've accumulated a number of wins um, both on the road and, um, uh, and at home. And their losses are one to a very good football team in, in the Buccaneers and another like when they just got their quarterback back. Take the um, and you have a similar situation, and incidentally, a similar situation for Green Bay, which is they kind of fluky lost the first game of the year to the Saints, right? Throw that one out the window, and then they lost the game where they didn't have their starting quarterback, but were competitive on the road against the Chiefs. You know that tells me that that they're those two. Uh, looking at those losses, I feel like I'm on the. Uh, CFP uh, committee right now. Right? <laughs> yeah. Loss. Um, the lo- the losses that those two teams uh, have are uh, extraordinary, uh, just un- understandable. Right, and I, I think the you know when you look when you talked about the Rams, the the Rams have this incredibly stinky losses, right? That yeah. are not easily written off, right? And they, and they um, look terrible. There's like, yeah. For an, and and there's no no reason or excuse for it, right? And I, and I think the other piece about the um, the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, is that they uh, their offense is reliant on their quarterback, who is in the past been injured, including last year, and currently injured for an unknown period of time. Just kind of shows up 
And, you know, a couple days before they're like, oh, he might not play. And then he doesn't play. So uh, I'd be a bit worried about that one as well, because, you know, it's a huge unknown um, for the Cardinals. Um, They do have they do have a little bit of an inside lane um, with a tie break over the Rams. Um, But so they they could get a home playoff game. But I mean, again, it's Arizona. I don't know how much, you know, if if Arizona is playing like the L.A. Rams, like how much percent of that stadium is going to be L.A. Rams fans in the, in the playoffs? You know, <laughs> anyone's They're, guess. Anyone's yeah, guess. It's going to be it's going to be close to 50 50. So, um, yeah. So I, I think you're right. I like I like the Cowboys Packers um, in the NFC and Titans or Chiefs in the AFC. OK, so uh, these these conversations might be linked together, but. The other thing that I find wide open is the NFL MVP odds. So if you're looking at the um, shortest shot, as far as um, Las Vegas is concerned, Josh Allen is your um, leader at two to one. Um, Tom Brady is about four to one. Dak Prescott is about eight to one. And -hmm. Stafford is about eight to one. Um, Then you got Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Kyle Murray, and Patrick Mahomes at 16 to one. Um, I feel like, um, and I saved a tweet to this to this example, but you know, I feel like nobody is kind of stepping up and and taking away from from anybody else. So let me let me read this off. This is from Ben Baldwin, who runs a, a NFL statistic, statistics uh, site. He does the fourth down bot and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, he does um, estimate uh, EPA, which is estimated points added per play. So, um, basically looking at 2018, 2019, 2020, the leaders were Breeze, Mahomes, Jackson, and Rogers, all above 0.35 points per play. All right. So this year, the leader in, in points per play estimated points per play added is Stafford at 0.24. So like Hmm. almost, you know, uh, a third off. So they're, there's nobody that's kind of run away from a quarterback position and, and played great. Um, Josh Allen feels like a little bit of fool's gold here. In yeah. lead. What do you think about this market? So I wonder when, when were those numbers updated? Like, See, are this they is, uh, this is November 16th. This is from bet us. I'm so sure there's, there's other places, I, but I wonder what Stafford was, prior to the last two games um, where he was playing much, much better. Um, I think, I think I definitely think he dropped. I think he dropped from probably right behind Josh Allen to like eight to one. If I have to pick, I'm going to pick Dak. I I think, I think that's a good look at, you know, seven and a half to one. Um, Obviously you want, you want a player that's capable of getting the number one seed in their conference. Um, and if you get that, I think they're going to have a lot of voters on their side. Obviously the Cowboys have a big focus um, on their team. So, but I mean, Dak still also has, has a stinker on his record, right? The game against Denver. Um, but if he plays the rest of the year, like he has and doesn't get, you know, doesn't get hurt again. Um, I, I think he's got a good, a good spot there. Josh Allen just feels like 
with two games against the Patriots, I, I feel like that that's gonna that's gonna quietly uh, uh, keep going heading down in yeah. the order. Um, uh, then that, again, if if for whatever reason he puts puts something together against them, that could be um, right. that could be this, you know the resume builder. That could be that could be that signature win. Um, um, let, let me ask you this: What is the first non-quarterback on that list? That would be Cooper Cup at uh, 125 to one. Wait, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cooper Cup. Interesting. Um, okay. So it's not yeah. even a running back. Not even running back. There is not a running back on this list um, that really? I'm looking at. Yeah. Because presumably, if we are having this conversation three weeks ago, Derrick Henry is probably number. Uh, I would imagine yeah. he'd have to be number one. Yeah, he's. I'm. I'm sure he's on the list. Yeah, I'm sure he would be on the list. Yeah. Um. But so, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I. I just think it's interesting. You know, commentary one just like on how quarterback centric the league is. Like, there's not even a a single running back that's uh <clears throat> that's cracking that list. Um. But yeah, I, I. I guess you know we kind of piggyback it off of the the conversation we just had. So. It's not going to be, you know, I could see Kyler Murray potentially, um, you know, if, if uh, Tampa Bay goes on a run, Tom Brady, like it's all the teams that we just said with the exception right. of the Green Bay Packers. And I, I, I just don't think um, enough people like Aaron Rodgers uh, to well, go for him. Yeah. And, and he got it last year. So, you know, I think there's some uh, bias against giving it to somebody two years in a row. Um, so, you know, if it's if it's up in the air, I think voters might go for the the guy who didn't just win it, right? Um, you know, giving it to maybe you know Stafford has a very good narrative around him. Um, Josh Allen obviously has a good narrative of a kind of a quarterback coming up. So I think there there's a lot there's a lot of narratives between those two. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers I think is probably somebody that's not going to necessarily get it. Although although his team did look you know he he did um, kind of earn the valuable tag by his team playing tremendously bad when he was out um Dak Prescott's team played pretty well when he wasn't there so um you know I don't think that hurts the candidacy but you know if you're looking at narratives that's that's really what you're looking at um anything else any other big picture items for you in the NFL Tim um not not really I mean those are I, I guess um we we covered best teams in the conferences. I, I well, how about this? Who give me the team that is currently sitting outside of the playoff picture that is going to make a run and and uh be a threat to you know, make something mm, that's a good, weird happen. That, that's a good question. So, there are um 7 spots in in the NFL. Yes. Um, playoffs. So fourteen total te- uh, fourteen total teams will make the playoffs. Um, and I'm I'm waiting for this page to load that is going to tell me um, where we are. So if the season ended today, um, the Carolina Panthers would be the seventh team. How about that? In the NFC at five and five. Um, okay. Um, and the Chargers would be the seventh team in the AFC. So, you know what? I, I, oh boy, there's the AFC has a couple of good teams. 
um, there. Um, you know, we talked about the, the NFC being kind of top heavy. Um, so I'm going to go to the AFC. There's three teams on the outside that look intriguing. That's the Bengals, the Colts, and the Browns are all currently on the outside mm-hmm. looking in. Um, the Browns haven't quite put it together. Um, but I think if their defense gets healthy um, and they get their running backs back, um, which are a huge advantage for them. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, uh, I don't, I don't believe necessarily in the Bengals. I think they might make the playoffs, but making noise in the playoffs, I don't really believe in the Colts. I still, there's, there's still, even when he wins, like Carson Wentz throws it left-handed, throws it falling down. Uh, that's gonna, that's gonna result in disaster. So I'm going to take the Browns. I think they have the, uh, they have the, even though they got completely destroyed yeah, they got by, pumped. by the, by the Patriots. <laughs> um, I, I think they have the formula uh, to win in the playoffs. And I think Baker Mayfield uh, is a kind of quarterback that could get on a hot streak for three games and okay. get them to the, get them to the Super Bowl. What about you? Uh, in the AFC, I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts. Um, yeah. I, I think they've strung together a couple of nice games um, and they're really a, a half game out now they don't have the game in hand they're a half game out of that last spot so it's not like they have too much jumping to do um so give me you know frank reich with the quarterback that he's always wanted uh they they do have a difficult schedule they got the bills they got the bucks they got the patriots they got the cardinals the raiders um but this is uh we might see it's possible that we see uh uh, a nine and eight and eight and eight and nine team get into the playoffs. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, looking at it, the the you know the last two in the NFC are five and four and five and five, and the last one in um, the AFC is five and four. So you know, um, with the seventeen games, my calibration of what it takes to get in the playoffs is all completely off. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if you know, I don't know, looking at. Uh, you know, looking at the Steelers at five, three, and one, you know, they they could uh, they could have an issue there as well. So, um, all right. So, those are the teams that we think are going to make noise. We talked about the. Well, how about um, how about the NFC? What's your what's your? Oh, on? NFC. Okay, I, I punted on the NFC a little bit um, because I, I I liked more teams in the AFC. But looking at that side, um, that's on the outside looking in. The the Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings because I think they they have they have a coaching staff that I would just get rid of and start over with. Um, But they they have a an offense again that is quite dynamic. Their defense is reasonable. It's playing better as of late, Um, and I think they. Could, they could have been, you know, obviously they lost like two games in overtime, a couple games at the end. Yeah. Um, they could have very reasonably been already six and six and four. Right. They have a couple know, reverse their losses. schedule. Around. You're, yeah. You're right. Yeah. And I think they obviously contributed to that loss by kind of turtling when they were ahead. Um, but if you're at, looking for somebody to get hot, you know, come in at, at eight and uh, beat somebody like, I don't know, you know, say the the Arizona Cardinals stay at number two and go into 
go into Arizona and beat them, uh, I'd go with the Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to go 49ers. Um, yeah. I, if that defense can play more regularly like they did um, against uh, against the Rams, that that's that's trouble. I, I mean, Nick Bosa is just ridiculous. Uh, what what he's capable of doing, and when they, I really liked. They were like they're treating him like, uh, or they're they're kind of lining him up like he was Lawrence Taylor. Uh, like, you know, sometimes we'll line you up on the left, sometimes on the right, you know, why not right down the middle here? Like it, it really was a kind of creative way to use your most effective defensive player. Um, so they can do that. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is at the very least a competent quarterback. Uh, and man, they run the absolute heck out of the ball. Like they, 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 something about like, I don't know if blocking play design, whatever, but like, it's almost like every time you look up, they've, they've got another eight, nine yard rush. So um, if they can kind of, I, I see them as being a, a team likely to kind of form into uh, get into, get get a, get a run going and, and uh, jump, you know, two or three teams to get into the playoffs. Right. I think, you know, they're a team that we talked about before the season as being uh, a team that was just a quarterback away. Um, they didn't quite seem to be a quarterback away. It seemed like maybe more, more than a quarterback away early in the year. Um, but a, a big, big emotional win against the Rams. Um, they are, um, you know, still only a half game out of the last spot. Um, right. and you get them in a, <laughs> so now they're opportunist. two like adventurous <laughs> picks. Like they're only a half game, <laughs> but well, yeah, well, I, I mean, you know, I, I think there's one thing about getting into the playoffs, but the other thing that you, you, you put in your question was make some noise. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, you, you want to pick a team that not only is going to, going to move up has a good chance of moving up, but you know, yeah. I, I don't think that's it. I don't think right now that there's any teams that are, you know, tw- ranked 12th or below in their, in their conference. And it's going to make no, some they, noise. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's a pretty big divide between those like <laughs> decent drop off. Uh, yeah. As you, as you make your way down the, the ladder. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like the, I, I like that pick of the 49ers. I think, you know, in the, in the NFL as it is, like I, as we saw from our picks, right. <laughs> I have no idea who's going to win or lose. I really don't. Um, but you know, I think some of these teams have put together good performances. Obviously the Vikings and the 49ers put up their best performances probably of the year, yep. um, this last week. So, um, that could put them in good position. And I mean, put the Vikings or 49ers against the Panthers. I would take them over the Panthers. A hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So NFL, let's, um, let's, let's not recap our picks from last week because they were terrible. Um, pretend it never happened. Move on. Just moving. Just, you know, we're on, we're on to week 11. Um, so, you know, let's, let's look ahead at week 11 here. We are, um, into kind of the meat of the schedule. We are one week away from uh, Thanksgiving. So we have a um, Super Bowl rematch on Thursday night, New England versus Atlanta. So that one should be, um, I don't know, maybe interesting. I don't think so. Maybe a revenge game for Atlanta there, (laughs) which is kind of comical. The only thing that, that gives me pause and immediately picking the Patriots here is that it's a short week. And it's an away game, um, right? 
So that's uh, that's 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 what we'll get. I don't know if it's a seven point game like the line indicates, but uh, I do think that uh, the Patriots are are probably going to win this one. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think Atlanta just pretty much threw up a goose egg this week against Dallas as well. So um, that one should be a, a Thursday night blowout as far as I'm concerned. Um, maybe Mac Jones rookie of the year coming out party, right? Uh, on Thursday night, national right. TV. Yep. Um, a couple of other big games, Indian Buffalo, um, a big game for Buffalo because Indy is probably one of the tougher teams that they played. Indianapolis is now starting to play a little bit better. So right. that one is, and that one is a big game. Can Buffalo continue the putting up the kind of points they did against the jets against a solid opponent kind of shake right. that, uh, that right. Jaguars game. Right. Is it going to be, is it going to be the, the Jaguars Buffalo that shows up or is it going to be um, the, the Houston or, or Miami Buffalo that shows up right. there? Um, and um, obviously in the NFC, two teams, I have no idea what they are. New Orleans and Philadelphia are playing each other. Um, Philadelphia yeah. on the outside looking in a lot of, um, a lot of sharp betters love betting on Philadelphia. I can't trust them. Um, and New Orleans, I have no idea what to make of New Orleans either. So I, it, I mean, play eeny, meeny, miny, mo with that one. You right. Know? Like, yeah. Um, big battle in the NFC North Green Bay at Minnesota. Um, Green Bay favored by two and a half in that one. That one should be really interesting. As we talked about, Minnesota is playing a little bit better. Green Bay, um, you know, with uh, Aaron Rodgers back is always, always a tough opponent. Yeah. Um, I, I I like the Packers here um, for for that very reason. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati-Las Vegas is kind of an interesting game. Cincinnati um, obviously got upset before their bye, but was looking frisky and currently on the outside looking in. So yep. um, that would two uh, medium-level teams in the AFC. Um, one of those, each, each of them trying to think that they can get into right. the playoff picture. The, they're, they're in that bubble conversation we just talked about. Yeah, exactly. And so the the big game of the week, um, I, I think so. Um, no offense to Pittsburgh, LA Chargers, um, is uh, Dallas at Kansas City. So um, Kansas City playing better. Obviously, Dallas had a big win. Um, that one that one should be a primo matchup um, of this week. I think. Agreed. Um, yeah. I'm excited for that one. I think we both, when we do our picks, should be required to pick that game. Okay. Aside on that one, you want to, you want to make it a, you want to make it our bonus there? Yeah. We'll, we'll bonus okay. that one. All right. Let's let, then let's, let's, let's go into our bonus picks. So we're going to pick a side on this one. Um, Kansas city is favored by two and a half in this game. Uh, I can't discount the fact that for probably 15 minutes, I've been talking about how I like the Cowboys. So um, I have to go with what I've been saying. Uh, give me Dak. Give me give me Ezekiel Elliott and uh, that very talented wide receiver core. Um, Micah Parsons has seemed to be playing a lot better as well. So uh, you know the Cowboy defense stops the Chiefs here and picks up a win. Okay, so let's do this. Let's go Oppo on this one. I will take Kansas City. Um, Dallas's defense is better, but they are a boom or bust kind of defense, right? Um, what we've seen successfully implemented against Kansas City is kind of a, a shell defense. Um, and yeah. I don't know if uh, Dallas can keep that up with their gambling style. Um, I think that, that Kansas City will get something free over the top, um, maybe 
a couple of things free um, in that secondary. So I will take, I will, as my bonus, I'll take uh, Kansas city minus the two and a half. I think they can win by a field goal. Um, so one of us will, we'll tack a bonus onto their, okay. onto their record this year. Um, so let's use that segue into our picks, Tim. Why don't you go ahead and give me, um, you did, you did a hint at one. So um, go for it. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Packers on the road against the Vikings, uh, minus two and a half. I I, um, I just like the way the Packers are playing. Um, this this is a also a big game for them to sort of – whoever is in the naysayers on them, they can go on the road, pick up a big divisional win here uh, against the Vikings. So I'll take the Packers there. Yeah, I, have, I didn't pick that one, but that one makes sense to me, I think. You know, all all of these games with the Vikings are come down late, and I can see very straightforward the Packers kicking a field goal at the very end of the game to win this one by three, and yeah, cover that exactly. Yep. Um, yep. I'll go Titans minus ten and a half against the Texans. Um, we we just said that the Titans we think are among the uh, the better better teams out there. So uh, Texans reeling. Uh, it's at home for the Titans. So. Uh, we'll take the Titans there. Okay. Um, and then I, oh, boy, if that game was not at one o'clock, I'd pick it, but it is. Um, oh, that's a, there's a, some big spreads in the NFL yeah. this week. Um, the line, the lines are really tough. This, this week was a very difficult one for me is, as well. Is Kyler Murray going to play? We, we don't know. We don't know. His thing was one to three weeks, and it's been two weeks that he was out. But, you know, there's some whispers of other ailments besides that at shoulder. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I skipped that one. I didn't touch that yeah. one. Oof. All right. Well, give me the Saints on the road uh, against the Eagles. Uh, I'll I'll flip the coin and um, – or I played eeny, meeny, miny, moe, and it landed on the Saints. Okay. That one I have a plus one and a half, I think, uh, for the Saints. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Saints yes. getting one and a half. Okay. So if the Eagles win by one, you can still take that one. All right. Gives you a little insurance. Okay. And your bonus is Dallas plus two and a half. Um, all right. So I had a very hard time with this one. Um, and I'm already really regretting this first one, but I'm taking Indianapolis plus the full seven against the Bills. Um, I think the. Uh, Buffalo is a paper tiger. Um, haven't Ooh. beaten anybody. Indianapolis is playing better than they uh, have all season. Um, they're running the ball incredibly with Jonathan Taylor and their offensive line. Um, and I think despite Buffalo's number one defense, um, as far as DVOA is concerned, I think that'll take a little bit of hit here. Um, and uh, Indianapolis keeps it close. I'm sure Carson Wentz will do something you know, excellent and then completely nuts at the same time um, or, or, <laughs> yeah. or in consecutive plays or something like that. So um, I, I think the, I think Indy, Indy keeps that one close at least. Um, okay. Fair. The other I, one, I think that's a fair one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one I went with was uh, Cincinnati um, minus one versus uh, Las Ooh, Vegas. Going out West. Okay. Um, yeah. So Cincinnati coming off a bye. Um, and, you know, I think, they had that huge letdown before their buy, so we're kind of we're they're a little low as far as the quote unquote market is concerned. Um, 
Las Vegas looked a mess against the Chiefs, I know, because we picked them. Um, and I think Cincinnati comes back from the bye and um, is able to beat uh, Las Vegas by more than one point. Um, so that one, I think, uh, should be a good game for Cincinnati to kind of uh, get back to um, playing a little bit better with extra rest. Yeah. So that is that one. And because I, my only successful one of last week was, a, was not a side, but a total. Um, I'm going back to the totals um, and I'm going to take Dallas versus Casey over 55 and a half. Um, All right, so let's see what's it, the score got to be for that to, to hit. So like, uh, so like 24, 21 would be, too no, low. that's, that's too low. Um, we're you looking need, at, tw- you need 31, 24, yeah. 31, 24. Um, yeah, that could be uh, that. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's quite possible there could be a pick six in this one. Um, you know, Kansas City to Dallas, Dallas to Kansas City, um, you know, with the opportunistic Dallas defense and then a touchdown the other way, kind of like that New England game. <laughs> right, um, right, right. So I think this one, uh, I think this one is just a score fest. They're both teams in the 30s. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I do think Kansas City comes out on top. But I think there's going to be there's going to be a lot of scoring either way. Um, yeah, I, I like that pick. That's a good one. Yeah, um, and too often I've been picking the unders. Um, it's much more fun to root yeah, for the overs than the unders. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, and then obviously I have my bonus. So um, I have now taken the lead, Tim, um, Ooh, with twelve okay. with twelve wins, and you have eleven wins um, on the season. So um, you have one tie. That that's kind of the tipping right. it in my favor there. So. Yeah. What is the what is the percentage? Is what I want to know. That's uh, what is the percentage? Yeah, I am not calculating win. percentage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just um, yeah, we we are below fifty percent. So um, you know that's that's kind of what I what I look at to see. Uh, yeah. To see how uh, we're doing. So. That that right. you want to be higher than that. <laughs> want to be higher than that. We we're looking forward. We're looking ahead. Um, all right, so speaking of looking ahead, let's look ahead to some other sports that we're not doing so terribly at uh, picking on. Um, we've got uh, college football playoff. Obviously, we're on, talking on Tuesday like we always talk. Uh, college football playoff rankings came out uh, again right before we um, right before we do this. No shakeup in the top four. Um, we've got uh, Georgia, Alabama, Oregon. In Ohio State, yep. Um, Cincinnati, Michigan, still on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the big shakeup being Oklahoma losing to Baylor. Um, so I guess Tim, I lean on you a little bit for for my college football analysis. But yeah. um, you know that that Baylor win jumps them up only to eleven. Um, Oklahoma State is still ahead of them in the Big Twelve. So. Right. So that I mean. Baylor does have two losses, so that's um, that's probably what's holding them back. Um, yeah, I guess similar spot as we were in uh, the other day, which is if chalk happens, it's going to be the winner of the Big Ten, the winner of the Pac-12, the winner of the SEC, and if the winner of the SEC is Alabama, Georgia will be in too. Um, if the winner of the SEC is Georgia, then that opens the door for, um, either 
uh, Cincinnati, uh, Notre Dame, or Oklahoma State. I'd say those are those are really the only three other teams, and and I really don't think Notre Dame should have. Um, uh, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm never really a big big Notre Dame fan with uh with the schedule that they generally play. Um, so uh, do you, do you think that they would drop Alabama out of the top four if they if they if lose Alabama the loses? Title? Yeah, if really? Alabama loses in the in the SEC, I, I think it's hard. I don't think they'll they'll keep a two loss Alabama over um, a, an undefeated Cincinnati. Okay, I, I would support that one hundred percent, but I would be definitely surprised. Um, you know, I feel like Alabama gets the benefit of the doubt um, getting into the, the the final four. Usually, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, I, so I think that's my that's my analysis. Um, I, I obviously you you love the chaos, and chaos is very much uh, possible here. Uh, it does seem like the um, it does seem like the Big Twelve their their hopes are riding i i think it's going to be on oklahoma state uh unless oklahoma beats oklahoma state and then whoever's number two they might have to play them again the next week uh that could catapult a, a one loss oklahoma back into the conversation but i really don't see that happening i i think you're you're dealing with uh winner of sec pac 12 big 10 and either Alabama, depending on what their situation is, or Cincinnati. I think that's the most likely scenario. Right. Um, also quite possible that um, Oregon taking a loss um, would put them out with Cincinnati um, coming up. Um, right. Yeah, Oregon has to win out. Uh, and they've got a tough game against at Utah this weekend. Right. Um, and then they'd probably have to go turn around and play Utah again two weeks later. So that's not, um, that's not going to be easy. Uh, Utah is pretty tough team and especially that game being on the road. Um, not really sure. Uh, that's a guaranteed dub for, uh, for Oregon. Right. And, um, other, other big games this week, obviously, um, Ohio state is hosting, hosting Michigan state, um yeah a 19 point favorite um at home Jeez. against the number 10 team in the nation My goodness. uh the bookmakers love ohio state there well um, i mean i guess they were right last i mean i they were yeah my that at the half it was out of control um right yeah i mean i would love if they pounded uh michigan state but something tells me they're not going to uh i have a feeling this is going to be a, a pretty tight game and um a, you know, Alabama has a uh, 25 ranked Arkansas. I don't know if they're going to have much trouble with that. That's a 20 point uh, spread there. So not, not a huge, not a huge difference. Um, Is that in Alabama? Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't see Alabama. Yeah. yeah that one's not going to be a big problem. Um, not a lot of, um, and obviously the aforementioned Oregon versus Utah uh, right. is the other uh, ranked versus ranked uh, game there. That, that, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like Oregon, but I think Oregon I'm, is the number one team I'm rooting for an upset. I feel like they are uh, primed to to lose to somebody and open it up for Cincinnati. So, right. um, you know, that's that's certainly something to look 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 ahead at. And Cincinnati um, plays SMU, who isn't terrible. I don't think. I think they're they have uh, 
uh, yeah, two losses. They they're only eight and two, so that that could right. be a, a a good game as well. The spread only eleven. So all of those other games that we talked about were a higher spread than than that. The Oregon Utah is a three. Utah is actually favored at home against Oregon, so by three points. Hmm. Um, so that that one's that one's uh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. So um, yeah, Cincinnati has SMU um, eight and two SMU. So there are some interesting. Uh, uh, college football games on the slate this week. Yeah, big as weekend. well. Um, all right. So uh, the other thing I guess I teased here is uh, MLB hot stove. So uh, heating up, heating up a little bit, simmering a little bit earlier, I guess than than I usually expect. Um, but if you're looking at CBSSports.com, the number 18 and 19th ranked players signed already. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez from the Boston Red Sox uh, signed with the Detroit Tigers for five years. Um, and Noah Syndergaard uh, signed a one-year deal with the Angels from the Mets. Tim, what, um, obviously the Syndergaard one just broke today um, yep. and is a little bit probably the more intriguing one. But what did you think about that? Yeah, a couple things. You know, First off, just coming off uh... – What's he thrown? Two innings in the last two years. Um, so, coming off Tommy John, uh, this is a big—I don't call it a prove-it deal. Um, I guess like for for him, uh, one-year contract. The Angels, I, I guess, are are making a play so they don't, you know, waste Mike Trout's prime. Uh, you know, bring in bring in somebody who, when healthy, can be an ace. Will he be a year out of Tommy John? I don't know. Uh, it's unlikely, but I guess it's, it is possible. Uh, I, I do find it's interesting that these contracts are, are being signed uh, effectively two weeks before there's going to be a lockout. Uh, it doesn't look like the two sides are anywhere near an agreement and the collective bargaining agreement is up, as I understand it, des- uh, December 1st. Uh, so I... I don't know what's going to – the hot stove is likely to uh, – the gas likely to be turned off on that uh, in in about two weeks. So this may be all we get uh, if, if, uh, if that does indeed play out the way I think it will. Yeah, and I think um, also Barrios, uh, Jose Barrios, Barrios re-signed, signed uh, signing extension for seven years as well. So, you know, a, a couple players are, are getting their money now um versus versus waiting obviously until the the, the uh pilot light comes back on um <laughs> for the hot stove right uh, uh later this year so um I, I did find that interesting that you know a couple of things popped early but uh we soon will be talking sports business and um negotiations through the media um which is my favorite thing to talk about in all the world um, starting December 1st when that, that uh, CBA exp- expires did, between the players and the, the owners. Did you see the the late, one of the latest plans the owners floated? I know we're not like it's not we shouldn't talk about this for too long, but uh, that players would become free agents at 29 and a half years old. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, that. That doesn't seem like such a great idea the, 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 <laughs> for if anybody. I'm, if I'm the players, yeah. that I, I I laugh at that. Like, come back right. when you're come back and talk to me when you're serious, because that that huh? 
Like, I don't even, I, I can't even wrap my head around, around that. Like, so the number of players that come into the league now at age, what, 20, 21, 22, uh, it, it's, so now they're going to wait eight, seven, eight years. Uh, I mean, it, it's an obvious play to, to sort of tamp down the contracts, try to get these guys to sign those deflated contracts early on, um, you know, instead of waiting the six years to hit free agency. It, it's just, it, it's just such a joke that that is, is a proposal. I, it, it to me indicates that there's not a lot of good faith at, at this point on the management side, uh, the management side of the equation. If that's, those are the kind of things that they're floating. That's just, it's a, it, it's dead before it even gets slid across the table. Right. And I, I think, you know, sometimes some of the, and, and maybe this is me just looking at it with rose colored glasses, but sometimes these type of things get uh, floated to the press as kind of, um, you know, they weren't necessarily real things, but they get leaked by one side or the other saying, you know, get a load of how ridiculous those guys are. Right. Yeah. Um, Could be this. Yeah. There you go. You're negotiating through the press like you like. Right. I know. I love, love a good uh, press negotiation um, from both sides. Right. They did it last time. Um, They've been doing it all along. Baseball is very bad about this. Um, There's a lot of reporters that are very um, plugged into different uh, sides of it. So everybody wants to get their side out. I remember, I, I think it was earlier in the podcast where there was like, you know, one side would meet and then they would leak a whole bunch of things. And the other side would meet and they'd leak a whole bunch of things. It's kind of yeah. all kind of ridiculous. Um, and as you said, there's not a lot of trust um, between the two sides right now. Um, and um, I think eventually they'll get things done, but it's going to be very painful um, going through it as a, a fan of watching sports happen and not watching uh, people tweet about, CBA negotiation legalese. So um, some people love that. Some people eat that up. But I, for me, I love yeah. it. I enjoy it. Uh, but I, I like the actual sport of baseball a little bit more. And I am I am afraid that we are going to see uh, the season not start on time. Right. I mean, I, I'm a, I like enjoy talk and I enjoy talking about um, the changes, like what will come like when we know what the actual changes are um, and how it'll affect the product on the field. But um, until that point, you know, uh, just, just keep me in the dark until they're done and and tell me when to turn on the TV and the sports start. That's what I think. Okay. Um, so um, I'm definitely not keeping my eye on um, CBA negotiations. No, but, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no that, that's not it. Uh, it's college football weekend, man. That's, yeah. And, so in that, uh, that Dallas game, yeah, so so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and, and not put the pressure on you here, Tim. Um, and uh, right, I'm going I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna go ahead and, and uh, take the gavel and call it for myself here. Okay. Um. So, um, yeah, we'll go ahead and get out of here on this. So, um, go ahead and keep your eyes glued to two very big matchups in college football and the NFL, and keep your ears glued to Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast. And we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Nailed. Yeah. All right. It, it is a pressure-packed uh, <laughs> job to come up with the, what you're keeping your eye on. Uh, well, you know, and I think the funny thing is, is we, it's not like we didn't talk about anything, right? It's not like we have a, we have a bunch of stuff and then 
we there's something else to mention. Right. Everything has been talked about. Yeah, it, it, it's like the the pressure. That's exactly it. The pressure is trying to come up with something new. Um, right. So we just come up with something yeah, we old. Yeah, we just said we said who said it has to be. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. We can do whatever we want. It's yeah. not like uh, it's not. It's we're in charge. Right? Uh, have you been watching any of the? Uh, I guess we could have done like college basketball. Keep your eyes glued to the main start. Yeah. I man, I, I do not have bandwidth for that. Right now. No, I'm very. Know. I'm I'm excited for it to start warming. Start warming up into that once. Yeah. So. I, I need. I, 